In the result, the following order is made. One, the order of constitutional invalidity made by the Western Cape Division of the High Court Cape Town is confirmed in these terms. 1.1. It is declared that information on the private funding of political parties and independent candidates is essential for the effective exercise of the right to make political choices and to participate in the elections. 1.2. It is declared that information on private funding of political parties and independent candidates must be recorded, preserved, and made reasonably accessible. 1.3. It is also declared that the promotion of access to Information Act 2 of 2000 Bahia is invalid to the extent of its inconsistency with the Constitution by failing to provide for the recordal, preservation, and reasonable disclosure of information on the private funding of political parties and independent candidates. 1.4. Parliament must amend Bahia and take any other measure it deems appropriate to provide for the recordal preservation and facilitation of reasonable access to information on the private funding of political parties and independent candidates within a period of 18 months. Two, leave to appeal against the exclusion of the words continuous and systematic from the High Court order is granted, but the appeal is dismissed. Three, the Minister of Justice and Correctional Services must pay costs to my vote counts NPC including costs of two counsel. I hand down this judgment. And that was Chief Justice Mukweng Mukweng at the Concord. For some analysis on this, we joined on the line now by political analyst and researcher who worked with the Council for the Advancement of the South African Constitution during this parliamentary process, Mike Law. Mike, good afternoon and thanks for speaking to us here on Update at Noon. Hi, Sakina. Thanks very much for having me and a good afternoon to your listeners. So uh, just uh, first off, Mike, in September last year, the Western Cape High Court held that the Promotion of Access to Information Act is unconstitutional insofar as it fails to provide for the disclosure of political party funding. So please explain to us how was our APAIA unconstitutional then? Well, APAIA is the Promotion of Access to Information Act and what it's designed to do is to provide to the public information uh, that affects their exercise of their constitutional rights. One of those rights is the right to vote. And what the Western Cape High Court found uh, last year and what the Constitutional Court uh, confirmed today uh, is that the right to vote includes not merely going to uh, the, the voting booth and casting your vote, but the right to have an informed vote, uh, that you know the information needed about the political parties uh, that you vote for, and crucially, who is funding those political parties, and potentially, the, therefore, who is influencing their policy. So, Taya uh, is supposed to give effect to the right to uh, access information necessary for the right to vote, was constitutionally deficient in that it failed uh, to provide for the disclosure of private funding to political parties. And Mike, this has been a long, hard slug uh, going back to 2004. 
four. And many concerns have been expressed over the years. Uh, there seem to have been, you know, a little willpower to actually deal with this uh, decisively. Mm-hmm. And even now, uh, you still have concerns being expressed about uh, how this will impact on our uh, politics, given that if donors are not allowed to remain anonymous, they may then decide not to donate to political parties. It has been a long process. Today was a victory in a, in a 20-year struggle in South Africa to, to get this legislation. Uh, as you know, there, there, are two, there are two processes ongoing at the moment. The one is the court process, uh, which, was, uh, which we saw today. The other one, which has been going now for almost a year, is the parliamentary process. And uh, the party funding bill that it's produced is very much in its final stages. Uh, and of course, as you say, there's there's a lack of political will for political parties to regulate themselves when it's not in their interest. Uh, and so, even though the um, the parliamentary procedure has been going very well, and we have a very very good bill, we can never be 100 percent sure that the bill will be passed until it is passed. And what today's judgment does is it uh, is at least Parliament no choice, uh, either or both. They have to amend prior to correct that deficiency, uh, but also uh, it puts a lot of pressure on the parliamentary procedure uh, that uh, Parliament now has to get uh, some legislation over the line, whether they, whether they like it or not. Uh, Mike, would you say that uh, this could uh, take us some ways with regard to play, uh, leveling the playing fields, especially as far as smaller parties are concerned, if uh, this were to turn donors away, as it were? That, that remains to be seen. Um, one, one thing that may level the playing field slightly is uh, what, what wasn't discussed today in, in the courts, but what has been discussed in Parliament, uh, is the uh, public funding which is made available to political parties. And uh, the new bill uh, seeks to give a little bit more of uh, a higher proportion of that funding to to the smaller parties. Will it level the playing field with private funding? It remains to be seen uh, whether donors will pull out uh, now that they have to disclose their identity. There's certainly some uh, MPs from the larger parties have, have expressed that concern consistently through this procedure. Uh, and, and it remains to be seen. Uh, one, would, one would hope that uh, the culture of transparency and openness, which permeates our constitution uh, and our political system, uh, will encourage donors to, to carry on donating and disclose their identity. If the donations are clean, if there's no corrupt uh, transactions or, or undue influence involved in them, uh, donors should have, no, uh, should have no issue disclosing that. Several donors uh, have elected to disclose anyway before there was this procedure. And what the new bill does do is it provides a fund uh, whereby a, a donor that still wants to uh, retain their anonymity can still donate to a fund uh, that will be that will each party will receive a, a proportional share of. And that's going to be very interesting. But also just for the benefit of uh, some of our listeners now see the messages coming through wanting to know whether this will be applied retrospectively. Unfortunately not, uh, and that is a big problem, and that's one of the reasons why, uh, as we are waiting for this Concord judgment, uh, while, while we continue to advocate that the uh, parliamentary procedure uh, carry on as quickly as possible, because now that we have this judgment uh, and uh, the bills still not passed, every day uh, political parties are, are still collecting their donations now for their 2019 campaigns. Uh, campaigning uh, planning is in full swing, uh, and we hope, but the, there's a we hope not, but there is a possibility. And the parties are saying to themselves, "Well, we're getting this regulation coming in a couple of months. We can't avoid it. 
let's get our donations in now uh, so we don't have to disclose them. And unfortunately, you said that there doesn't seem to be a retrospectivity provision in the bill. So that is a potential loophole, uh, but uh, or, or means to avoid disclosure for this election. But fortunately, it seems that for following elections, uh, we'll have a, a greater culture of transparency in, in political party funding, which is much overdue.